And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. Joining me in the studio today is Bruce Hempel and Anthony Patton. Gentlemen, it's great to have you with us. Thanks. Great to be here. Good to be here. You know, uh, we're at year end. A couple more days in 2018 will be history. Um, often we think of the new year to come and focus on self-improvement, uh, whether that be weight loss or exercise, saving for retirement, working towards a new home, more faithful Bible reading, giving more to your church, etc. Uh, the list goes on and on, and, and these are all good things. But what about a resolution of increasing our focus on helping others in the new year? Uh, it seems to me that if you want to be fulfilled and, and also please the Lord, this is a wonderful area where there's a glaring need. It, it uh, involves thinking about others first and maybe taking a back seat to your own wants and wishes as you minister to those in need. Uh, when you do, not waving a flag and, and bragging about what you're doing. Quiet service to others. It's a tangible way of showing love to our neighbor couple of examples come to mind. Uh, maybe there's a senior who needs to be visited, or uh, you can be a friend to somebody who's lonely, or thinking of others, uh, maybe as simple as doing dishes for a friend uh, when they've invited you over to their house, or helping clean their house. Maybe it's weeding your parents' garden, or helping watch children so that a young couple can get away for a few hours some evening, changing a dirty diaper teaching a few hours at a homeschool cooperative. Today, we're considering the area of ministering to prisoners. And the writer of Hebrews reminds us that, remember those who are in prison, as though in prison with them. So Bruce and Anthony are here today to talk with us about a prison ministry that they work with by the name of Kairos. So uh, Bruce, maybe you can get us started and Tell us a little bit about the work that the Lord has called you to as as you work with prisoners. Uh, Anthony and I are involved with a prison ministry called Kairos. Uh, You may have heard of Prison Fellowship. It's a national and international prison ministry. It's the largest in the world. It reaches the most prisoners. Uh, It does many events in many prisons. Uh, And then Kairos is the second largest prison ministry in terms of inmates reached, but uh, it's the largest in the world in terms of the number of volunteers involved. Uh, The reason for that is that uh, prison fellowship tends to have uh, one-on-many type events. They may have a very large event, or it may be one person leading a Bible study, even two. Uh, Kairos tends to be more one-to-one in our retreats. We have like 40 men go into a prison and meet with 40 men, 40 Christian men from different churches outside the prison, go into a prison. So that's about one-to-one. And then our ongoing ministry, which is weekly and monthly, uh, won't be one-to-one, but it might be one-to-five, something like that. So uh, it's it's a wonderful ministry because I found a lot of fellowship with both uh, volunteers as well as uh, with men on the inside. Uh, you build relationships that are life-changing. Mm. And Anthony, uh, I assume that you feel the same way. Indeed I do. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoy being a part of this ministry. Now, uh, 
I know the listener can't see in the studio today, but uh, here I am, um, an older man now. And Bruce, you're you're getting up there a little bit too, but uh, Anthony here is a young guy. I'm glad we don't have video. <laughs> Somebody once said you got a face for radio, um, but um, it looks like uh, all all shapes and sizes and ages can get involved in this ministry. Yes, that's right. Uh, actually, it's a great blessing. Uh, a lot of the men in Kairos are uh, my age, uh, older men, mm-hmm. uh, but we also have a fair number of young men like Anthony uh, who have gotten involved, and we need both because uh, we we older guys kind of present a father relationship, and the younger guys present a inspiring brother relationship. Yes, they yes. look and they say, hey, I see he's following the Lord, and I could do that too. He's like me. Now, uh, in prison, I guess predominantly men, but there's also women. Does uh, Kairos minister to one or the other or both? So Kairos actually is involved. uh, There's three main uh, points of Kairos, which are Kairos inside, Kairos outside, and then Kairos torch. So Kairos inside has uh, facilities that we serve in for either incarcerated men or incarcerated women. And those are 18 and over facilities. And that's what me and Bruce are a part of is Kairos Inside. Uh, Kairos Outside is actually uh, an organization that ministers to the female family members uh, or friends of the incarcerated men that we serve in the prisons. Okay. So that's just a connection that they get to have between once they're on an inside Kairos team, they get to send their female family members, and it just gives them something to, to talk about, something to bind together on. That's a huge need. Very much so. Yes, often the uh, the w- there's a saying that the relatives are doing time, not just the guy in prison. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. We sometimes will uh, receive a kind letter from a prisoner, and um, they're usually longer letters. Uh, quite often, they'll ask for materials, and uh, we try to try to respond and. Uh, what do you find in terms of uh, – well, let me ask you this first. These, let's say men, these men are in prison uh, because they've broken the law. Uh, some of them maybe have committed a violent act, um, some kind of an assault, possibly even a murder. Um, is it dangerous to do what you guys are doing? Uh, I think everyone thinks about that when they consider going into prison. Hmm. And uh, I have a feeling about going to prison. It's my second home. Hmm. <laughs> I've been there so much. I, I don't feel in danger. No. That's not to say that uh, there couldn't be something, but we, we've never had, uh, in 20 years that we've been doing this, we've never had a, uh, a volunteer injured or threatened hmm. in a significant way. Uh, we are always uh, accompanied by a CO who is... Uh, there for our protection, but uh, the guys are glad to be in our program, and uh, they're not disruptive. They're uh, they're very uh, well behaved. Hmm. And a CO is a corrections officer. That's right. <laughs> I also think a giant portion of that is we, uh, which is uh, something that we ask as we're doing team formation, is to get people to pray for us. And I do believe that that it covers us while we are Amen. inside. I truly feel very Amen. very safe and peaceful while we're inside ministering to these men. Yeah, that's a wonderful testimony. Eh? The prayers of God's people go a long way and make a difference. God uses those prayers. Now, uh, these prisoners that you t- 
talk with. They apparently become hungry for the gospel. Can you tell us about maybe a story without sharing anything personal that shouldn't be broadcast about men who have become hungry for the gospel? Yeah. Uh, our, our ministry consists of a four-day retreat that we do from a Thursday to a Sunday. And uh, then after that, we have ongoing weekly meetings and monthly meetings on a Saturday where we'll be with them for maybe eight in the morning till two, about six hours. And the retreat ministry is kind of a gateway for the prisoner to experience the love of Christ. On that weekend, there's a, a lot of truth presented, but there's also a lot of evidences that they're not forgotten, that they're loved. Mm-hmm. And uh, besides the truth, one of the emphases on the truth that's presented is uh, the topic of forgiveness, that uh, they can be forgiven by God for what they've done. Uh, we all need God's forgiveness. And then uh, teaching them to forgive others who've hurt them and uh, teaching them to approach others to forgive them. Mm. So, uh, forgiveness vertically and horizontally, if you would. Mm. And uh, because the men are touched, they start to come weekly and they take in truth and their lives are changed. And we've seen guys go all the way with us for years and then be released and build a life on the outside, uh, a, a law-abiding life, a life of uh, being faithful in church, of getting married and having children, and being successful spiritually. So, uh, it's one of the things that's kept me coming is to see the, the wonderful things, changes that have come. Yeah, that's a big... I, I, I'm glad you mentioned that, and I, because I forgot to write it down as a question. I think uh, this line of work talks about recidivism. And um, do these guys end up committing a crime and come back in and uh, I'm sure it's hard to generalize, but it's so good to hear of stories and accounts of the Lord truly changing a heart and the man being turned around and wanting to live a law-abiding life mm. and, and, and serving the Lord. Amen. Yeah, we actually uh, we just had a weekend this past October in Greene County Correctional, and uh, I don't want to go into exact details, but we did have a man on that weekend. We, we give them a chance for open mic time where they can kind of get anything they have uh, that they've learned on the weekend or something that they have on their heart that they'd like to share, Mm -hmm. which is very beneficial to their fellow residents because it kind of gives them an openness and an honesty that they have built up these walls that they can start to tear down as they're going through this weekend to be able to share with other brothers on the inside. Mm -hmm. And we had a guy on that weekend who got up and gave a statement that he was going to actually be released in about a week, and he had an idea in his head of what he was going to be doing when he got out and through this weekend, he had learned a different path, and he made a statement along the lines that he wouldn't be coming back to prison because of this Kairos weekend. Oh, that's very encouraging. So that was very powerful. And we hear frequently while on these weekends that they thank God for the fact that they were able to come to prison because mm-hmm. that's where their life was changed. That's a very common Isn't that amazing? That, that reminds me, early on, Bruce, you mentioned uh, prison fellowship and Colson, um, and I had to refresh my mind of his background, and he served as special counsel to President Nixon from 69 to 73. That's back in the 1900s <laughs> for Anthony. Um, Thank you. <laughs> uh, once known as, the, as President Nixon's hatchet man, in mm. 74, 1974, he served seven months 
in the federal Maxwell Prison in Alabama as the first member of the Nixon administration to be incarcerated for Watergate-related charges. Apparently, immediately prior, from what I could discern, to go into prison, he became a Christian. And, and the Lord used this midlife religious conversion, sincere, true conversion to Christ, to affect a radical change in his life. And, uh, and the, the rest is history. And, you know, you have prison fellowship coming out of that. But, but the point is, um, sometimes that's what it takes for the Lord to wake a man up and really get to his heart. You would hope that in the more ideal case, that children are raised in a Christian home in the fear and admonition of the Lord, but many are not. Mm. And so they end up in this desperate situation in life, but not all is lost. Right. Jesus said he came to seek and to save what's lost. Mm. And uh, Kairos is a well-regarded uh, prison ministry across the country. It's in about 40 states and nine countries internationally besides the U.S. And um, some of the states have actually promoted Kairos, like Ohio, because they've seen the benefit. The recidivism rate for many prisoners is around 85%. And uh, for mm. men who get involved with the Kairos program in a real, regular, committed way, not just having attended once or twice, but really making it part of their life, that recidivism rate has dropped down to about 15 or 20%. Oh, that's an amazing change. Mm. Yes. Oh, my. That's wonderful. Now, tell me this. Somebody might be saying, well, that's good for you guys. You know, you got all this time on your hands. But wait a minute. Anthony, you run a very, very busy business. Now, tell us about your business. What do you do full-time? So full-time, I actually own a mechanic shop in Highland. Yeah, Highland, New York. In Highland, New York. Yeah. yeah. A very good one, I might have. I'll that up to you. Before, we, my car. <laughs> before we open the mics uh, today, we were talking just a little bit, Anthony and me, about uh, the electronics and how complicated it's become um, to fix a car because of all the electronics. And I know that's one of your uh, strong uh, points. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Anthony, you had this full-time job. Um, you've got all these things coming at you, and yet somehow you fit in time for service with Kairos. How's that working out for you? Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had a hunch. <laughs> you, uh, you did mention it kind of as you were starting this segment that uh, we, we tend to make these resolutions and other things. Yes. And, uh, a lot of those, if you really look at the resolutions you make, are all self-focused. And the what I've found personally in my life, and I've seen it with other people, is when we tend to focus on ourselves because we think those things are going to make us happy, it ends up definitely in the long run or even, even short term not making us happy. So true. And if we can take it away and realize, I don't need my own free time. I don't need to have time to sit on the couch at night and watch TV or whatever it is and truly put our focus on helping others. That's where the true joy in life is mm. going to come from and, and true peace, where you know you can help others. That's, that's what I yeah. get, get the best feelings from doing, that's and uh, I feel like I'm serving God's purpose in that. And, of course, you're single and you have a lot of time on your hands. <laughs> now, I say that facetiously because I know you're married and you have a family. I do. Four kids. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So uh, God is helping you use your time efficiently Amen. in service to him. We talked a little bit about the benefits to prisoners, but I've come to feel that 
Kairos is not just a ministry to prisoners, it's a ministry to men uh, or women if they're involved in, in Kairos. Uh, it has grown my spiritual life so much mm. in the uh, 20 years I've been doing this. Mm. And um, it's enlarged my heart. It's made me more compassionate. Amen. And I've experienced a lot of uh, spiritual growth. I have a saying. It says, those who serve grow. Mm. So when you serve the Lord, there's going to be a blessing that comes back to you in your growth. And um, it's also given me a lot of really nice fellowship with brothers in the Lord. It's really good. Um, I know we're going to cover this at the end, but before I forget, uh, it's good to do it right now. Is there a website where people, let's say in the Hudson Valley to begin with, would like to join with you guys and help out? Uh, Is there a website? Yes. um, There's a website called MyKairos, that's M-Y-K-A-I-R-O-S dot org, that uh, it really is a nuts and bolts kind of website for helping Kairos volunteers. And mm-hmm. there's a link on there. It says where we serve. If you click on it, it'll take you to a map of the U.S. And if you click on your state, because we're in about 40 states, uh, it will tell you uh, contact information for becoming involved with Kairos in your state. And since there's uh, multiple prisons in the state, there may be a prison near you where you can... Mm. Get involved with Kairos. Uh, we're involved in. I looked up Maryland because I know you're listening area. Yes. Has uh, there's Kairos in Maryland in a prison called Jessup between uh, Washington D.C. and Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, and there'll be a phone number and perhaps an email address. You can contact somebody and uh, find out more from there. That's very helpful. And uh, here in the Hudson Valley, which uh, which prisons have you ministered in? Uh, we're involved in a maximum security prison called Kutsaki, oh, as well as a medium that's next door to it called Green. Okay. And uh, both of those, uh, we see life-changing events happening in men's lives regularly. Mm-hmm. I think we've been contacted from someone in the Kutsaki, you know, as well as some others around. But, um, yeah, it's very exciting. Now, Bruce, you and I share something in common. Um, a while back, we were both working for IBM. Yes. It's more than a while now. It's, it, time is really flying. But I guess it was, what, 2008? 2009. 2009. We, we both uh, got laid off. And, same day. And it was the same day. <laughs> and we, we went to the room, and oh, there's my friend Bruce. <laughs> yeah, right. And it, it took us totally by surprise. Now, I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, one thing, having a business like Anthony does, that's, that's no excuse not to do some service here. Um, but layoffs are no excuse either. You know, when you get laid off, you panic. And you say, I got to find work. I got to find job. How am I going to, you know, do this? Yeah. That? Mm-hmm. And it's awful easy there to become selfish as well. And can you speak to some of the emotions that come uh, associated with getting laid off and then sure. serving the Lord? Yeah. Uh, I was already involved with Kairos uh, starting around the year um, 1999 or 2000. And uh, at that time, for those next 10 years, I only did monthly events because where I worked for IBM was too far to make the weeklies. Mm -hmm. You have to enter the prison at a certain time, and I couldn't do that. Mm 
Mm-hmm. So um, when I got laid off, of course, uh, you're tempted to be panicked. Uh, but you, if you're a Christian, you should trust the Lord. <laughs> Say, Lord, uh, you'll help me through this. And so I had to deal with that. I think everyone does. Right. And as I began to look for work, uh, I said, well, I have this extra time. I mean, I'm looking for work during the day, but that doesn't mean I couldn't go to the weekly meetings. So I started to do the weekly meetings on a very regular basis. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, there was a need for someone to be involved in a lot of the contacting the prison, and I had the skills to do it. I, I stepped into that role. I'm, I'm mm. still doing that. Uh, so uh, it turned out that the Lord didn't lead me back into full-time employment. Uh, I, I lead a church. Yes. I recommend Kairos uh, for any brother. Uh, it's helped the men in our church grow so much. Mm. Uh but uh, another big part of what I do is serving the Lord through the Kairos prison ministry. And uh, that's where I was able to plug in. And uh, God has met my needs. So uh, he, I think he He had his hand in my layoff to help me be more involved this way. Yeah, that's a good way to look at that. And I believe he did, as as well as myself. As hard as it is, and you, you lose that income, you say, oh, no, what am I going to do? Yet the Lord is orchestrating these things for his glory. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about taking credit. Something turns me off, and I think it does you guys too, when you serve the Lord and then you brag about it. Mm. Somehow that doesn't fit with kingdom life. Yeah. Can you talk to that a little bit? Yeah, I think uh, a lot of times it's a natural kind of uh, outpouring in our lives. When we do something, we want everyone to recognize us. And... Uh, I think we were actually recently doing a Colossians Bible study at my church where we talk a lot about Paul and the situations he was in and still outwardly focused helping for mm. Christ's glory and Christ's you know, glory alone. Um, he, you know, he was sitting in prison. and Prison was, ministry. <laughs> yeah, prison, internal <laughs> yeah, right. prison ministry. <laughs> Very much guy. so. Yeah. And uh, he, instead of wallowing in, in self-pity um, and thinking of himself and, and the other things that were going on because he, you know, was was locked up, and I'm sure in much worse conditions than what uh, people in the United States face in prison at that time, and Paul was still outreaching and helping churches and, and outward-focused, and even in his letters, doing it all for the glory of Christ. And I think uh, a lot of times... Our, our greatest reward comes internally and, and through Christ as we do these ministries and stop trying to focus on how people are going to perceive us and start mm. trying to focus on how we can benefit Christ and, and make yeah. his name glorified. Amen. We've got uh, maybe two minutes left. I can't believe where the time has flown here, but can you give us some contact information if someone wants to get involved? Yeah, uh, I'll give you another um Website, and then I'll give you my own personal contact information. There's a uh, Kairos has a website called KairosPrisonMinistry.org, and that one kind of describes the three branches or programs that Kairos has: Kairos Inside, which we do; Kairos Outside, which some of our wives do, mm. to help uh, the female relatives of incarcerated men. And then Kairos Torch, which is outreach to young guys who are in prison, uh, Mm. the teen prisoner, so to speak. Mm. So you could look there for learning more. Uh, If you want to contact me to get involved, um, my phone number is uh, 845-756-2000. 
2687. We're involved in uh, the Hudson Valley. And if you are somewhere else, uh, I can help you get involved anywhere that Kairos is active. Okay. And my email address is bhempel, B-H-E-M-P-E-L, at yahoo.com. Oh, that's simple. So um, the website is Kairos Prison Ministry. And Kairos is spelled K-A-I-R-O-S, so kairosprisonministry.org. And your telephone number is 845-756-2687. Yes. And it's bhempel at yahoo.com, and hempel is spelled E-L at the end. B-H-E-M-P-E-L at yahoo.com. Sounds good. Yep, and the earlier website was mykairos.org. Right. Okay, we'll put them on the website, and uh, just... In closing, um, any other words of encouragement for those out there that are thinking about service, maybe in general, but in particular with Kairos? With any Christian ministry, there's really three needs that come up all the time. One is to volunteer, and we, we're always looking for volunteers. Uh, as we get more volunteers, we actually go into new prisons. And uh, another way is to donate money, and there's always... A welcoming of uh, money. It costs money to do what we do. And uh, lastly, to pray. Uh, everyone can pray, and we really covet your prayers. That's where God moves through prayer. Hmm. Uh, pray for prisoners, pray for prison staff, and uh, pray for our country. Uh, pray for, there's a big need for uh, the families that are missing their loved ones. So pray. Hmm. Please pray. Hmm. Well put. Well, I want to thank you fellas, Bruce Hempel and Anthony Patton, for taking time from your busy schedule and joining us here today. And dear listener, um, please join us next week for another edition of A Plain Answer, and all this info will be up on our website, again, as a podcast. For Redeemer Broadcasting, I'm Dan Elmendorf. May our Lord richly bless you today as you serve Him. <laughs> 